Be inspired, supported, and empowered. This is the Global Healthy Living Foundation Podcast Network. It does take a mind shift perspective to go from why me into what can I do to make myself happy. Welcome to Talking Head Pain, the podcast that confronts head pain head on. Hi, I'm Joe Coe, Director of Education Digital Strategy at the Global Healthy Living Foundation and a migraine patient for over 20 years. Today, I'm joined with Alicia Wolf, who is known on Instagram and in the migraine world as the Dizzy Cook. She is the author of two books, The Dizzy Cook, Managing Migraine with More Than 90 Comforting Recipes and Lifestyle Tips, and The Mediterranean Migraine Diet, a science-based roadmap to control symptoms and transform brain health. Please know that food and diet can be sensitive topics and could be triggering for some. We approach this conversation with care and empathy, but wanted to alert our listeners in case this is an issue for you. The conversation that I had with Alicia was so rich that we broke it up into two parts. Please enjoy part two of our conversation. What is the recipe for life and happiness as the Dizzy Cook? (laughs) I would say just like not giving up. I mean, there were so many times that I just told my husband, I was like, I don't think I can get through this. I mean, I know that they say God never gives you more than you can handle, but this feels like way more than I can handle. And I've said that so many times in my life. Like I remember getting through chronic vestibular migraine and then Once I got through that, I had infertility and had to go through IVF and all of that. So I've just felt so many times in my life, like, why me? Why why is this happening to me? And I think that it does take a mind shift perspective to go from why me into, okay, what can I do to make myself happy despite living with this what brings me joy and when I first got sick my therapist had me write down all of the things that I found a lot of joy in and to go through that list and to see if there were any opportunities for me to find a joy in those and so One of the things was cooking. I liked working with animals. So I kind of looked into volunteering for different animal shelters, even just like making phone calls. Um, That's kind of how I got involved with vestibular.org. I, you know, wanted to help other patients. So I was making phone calls for them for a little while, which kept me off screens, which was kind of nice. But the cooking part of it, I always came back to because it was the one thing I could control in my life. And so I knew if I put these things together and maybe not, I feel like not everyone feels that way, including you now, but um, I felt like if I put these ingredients together, I could somewhat figure out how things were going to turn out for me at the end of the night versus like you wake up with migraine, you don't know what kind of day it's going to be. So at least like cooking brought me some stability in my life and It was something I really enjoyed because at the end of a really hard day of fighting with insurance, like I could sit and just chat with my husband and over like a really comforting meal or chat with my family. And it was just something that really brought us back together and made me feel like a somewhat normal person. And I think there's a lot of healing that can be found through food and through 
even mindfulness that can be found through cooking or baking for some people. So that's what I really loved about the whole experience and what I tried to convey with my recipes and everything online. <laughs> Maybe that's my struggle with cooking the mindfulness component because I struggle with that. I don't like to be mindful. <laughs> you know what you might really be onto helps something. <laughs> is good music. So I always start with like really good music that I love. And then I always make myself like whatever you can tolerate. I know people tolerate different things, but I always like to start with a good drink. So whether that's a mocktail, even just kind of putting those ingredients together and making it in a fun glass, like it sets the tone to not feel like what you're cooking is going to be just for eating or consuming. It makes it more of an event or an experience, I guess. So if you can find ways to make it fun, then I think it, it becomes more enjoyable. <laughs> so interesting. Cause I'm the total opposite. I go to, oh, when I was in Italy, I was like, I love that you could just go up to a bar, get an espresso, drink it in 30 seconds and leave. <laughs> As opposed to like sitting in a cafe shop, relaxing, appreciating yeah. the moment. And so I might do that. I, that's a good, yeah. I, around the holidays, that seems like something I could I could try on and say I'm open to new experiences especially okay, if it makes you feel better update me <laughs> I will so I want to just uh, dig a little deeper about your cooking do you have a favorite recipe or one that means something very special to you yeah so actually a lot of the recipes in my first book and then some online um, I have one online called lazy lasagna uh, there's one in my first cookbook that is these chewy ginger cookies and a celery seed dressing. And these are all recipes from my grandma, Mary, who is 100 years old now. And they were not migraine friendly because that's not how she cooks. She uses a lot of like the store-bought ingredients and everything like that so we had to tweak them a little bit to make them a little more migraine friendly but they're some of my favorite recipes because they remind me of her and she had six kids and was not a fussy cook so that's what I love about those is it just it just makes me think of family and kind of brings back those memories of like going to her house and eating and so like things like the celery seed dressing, she used to put like a cup of sh white sugar in. And so <laughs> instead I've replaced that with much less um, sugar as well as like replaced it with honey. And it, so it has a lot of the same flavors, but not quite as, uh, not quite as sugar heavy. So just things like that, that we kind of work together on. And I don't know, those just bring me a lot of joy and Again, I think that's part of the joys of cooking is it can it can bring up those memories inside of you, those really good moments. And so like when you're having a really bad day, it kind of transports you back. It's like that scene in Ratatouille. I love that movie Ratatouille. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you seen it with the, <laughs> so it's about this brat who like loves to cook. <laughs> and the whole premise behind it is that like anyone can cook. And so um, there's this scene at the end where the, the rat is trying to cook a, a spectacular meal for this famous food critic, and he ends up serving him ratatouille. And everyone's like, oh, it's like a peasant meal. But the food critic 
he takes one bite of it and it like transports him back to when he was uh he like skinned his knee or something like that with his mother and she made him this hearty bowl of of ratatouille and he he like drops his fork because it brings back those memories for him and I just like a, such a moment that I love because you can tell like sometimes when people eat those certain foods like I'm sure if you have one of the pasta dishes you had in Italy it just brings back those memories for you of like a really fun evening you know cooking and eating I love eating the cooking part yeah. I don't <laughs> but I appreciate the eating and the people yeah. that, that do it and around the holidays we talk a lot about how food brings us together. And we were talking with my colleagues about like what traditions we do. And you talking about your grandmother made me think of my great grandmother who would make these um th this dessert on Christmas Eve called struffoli, which is these round honey balls that are kind of fried. It's in a an Italian, Southern Italian thing. And my cousin makes them now. I obviously didn't get past the recipe because my family knows. <laughs> Although they have given me Thanksgiving as the holiday okay. to do, which is like a cooking heavy holiday, but I get a caterer yeah. because I I can't I can't do that. I just remember once getting a turkey and I was like, I'm gonna do this. And I looked at the turkey and I was like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> this is aggressive. I can't do this. To so be fair, like, turkeys yeah. are very hard for a lot of people. That's why I recommend roast chickens. <laughs> I would, you know what? And I like chicken better. So maybe yeah. we'll something here. But it's so, it's so, it, it's a unifying thing. It's um, a comfort thing. And, you know, thinking about traditions and, you know, you talked about it in different ways about joy and about having power. And, and I think of cooking as chemistry and science with passion which is important. So it's that control. You have X ingredients and you are going to make something. And I just haven't found the um the right music yet, but we're gonna we're gonna try it out. I love music. I dance <laughs> in my kitchen all the time, but now I'm cooking. We'll we'll shift now. <laughs> yeah, so, but like what's your favorite song? Like maybe start uh, with that. <laughs> it depends on the day and the I day. have some really bad music taste. Then. <laughs> <laughs> we won't subject the audience to <laughs> last question another like deep hitting one you've said you traveled a lot and you've taken cooking classes throughout the world is there an area that you find most attracted to when it comes to cooking and cuisine oh gosh you know they're all so different so where I've taken classes um, I've taken classes in Italy I've taken some classes in Thailand and in Japan as well, which I mean, their level of cooking is, is crazy. I've taken classes in Dallas and then but the probably the last ones I did, I think this was actually after I got sick too. We went to Bone actually in Burgundy, France and did a little intensive course there. And that was truly amazing because we went from shopping in the market and even like sourcing, just sourcing local ingredients to how to put together these really amazing meals, but they're all made from very simple ingredients. And that's what I really loved about 
a lot of these courses is it's amazing the flavors that can come from just a few really good quality ingredients. So whether that's picking up fresh herbs or, you know, really taking time to talk with your butcher about what kind of chicken you're getting, how it was processed. You know, I'm a big fan of using air chilled chicken even more than organic just because of the way it's processed and it goes through chambers of air rather than being dunked in water. So it doesn't absorb that solution, which makes it cook and, and brown even more beautifully than your normal traditional chicken. So just things like that, that you kind of learn about, you know, even just starting with really good quality ingredients can make a huge difference in how your meal is going to turn out. So it doesn't have to be something super complicated with all of these spices and all of this time and effort, you know, if you start with a good piece of meat or or vegetables and just grill them and serve them with you know lots of fresh herbs and stuff like that they can they can turn into a really wonderful thing so i would say that last class was was probably one of my favorites i mean that's they have some of the best food in the world around burgundy and it was not like in other parts of France where it can be super pretentious, but just really, really good hearty food. So that's, I'd love to go back there and take, you know, a longer class there as well. <laughs> that's amazing. And you were making me again, think of Italy. I had was a simple tomato mozzarella salad with basil and olive oil. And it was, I've had it a million times in my life. Uh-huh. And it was just like the, mozzarella that they used the oil the tomato everything just was like a little bit better and even the salt like it was just I I said I was having all these pasta dishes and all these different meat and fish and I was in Sicily and in all these different very different types of of meals and that was one of my favorites just a basic very simple tomato mozzarella salad and you're right I mean, that's what I always bring back home for my trips are actually salt (laughs) and vinegar if they have like a certain type of vinegar that I really like, but olive oil too. If it's it's a place like that, like around Italy where you can get really good quality olive oils, you know, that can make such a difference even in your salads. All you need is a drizzle of olive oil. It's delicious. So I have salt from Sicily and I just bought salt in uh, one of the salt mines in Vienna. So, um, oh yeah. So like I have uh, my, Yeah, my yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. my brother's like, why do you keep buying salt? I'm like, I happen to just be in places <laughs> that they produce salt. And I'm like, why not? So yeah. I have this, this <laughs> international array of salt. I say it's because I'm a salty person. I need more salt. <laughs> well, this this was so That's nice. I'm excuse. so glad we got to connect and talk yeah. about salt and dancing in the kitchen and <laughs> And vestibular migraine and and all the things. I really appreciate all the work and passion that you bring to our community and that you help people find purpose through a creative endeavor such as cooking that sustains and nurtures us. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a really kind compliment. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Talking Head Pain, the podcast that confronts head pain head on. If you like this episode, please give it an honest five-star rating and subscribe so you never miss another one. I'm Joe Coe, and I will see you next time. Be inspired, supported, and empowered. 
This is the Global Healthy Living Foundation Podcast Network.